Mapping out your client acquisition process as a workflow is a key route to creating leverage in your business. I absolutely love creating workflows. I do it for my own business and I help my clients do it. And what I love most is that it's incredibly liberating and very focusing at the same time. Because when you lay out your entire end-to-end -end customer journey from first encounter to final onboarding, amazing things become possible. Let's go through it. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello again and welcome to you. How is everyone? Here in the UK, it's most definitely feeling like spring and after a long, wet, dark winter, mostly in lockdown, it seems the new season is here to stay. The days are bright and long, the trees are budding, flowers are appearing. You might even hear some birds tweeting in the background here. And I've had an amazing week. It's been full on and exhausting, but also exhilarating. I facilitated five mastermind groups over three days, very inspiring to share our challenges and experiences, to brainstorm, to dig deep and to come away with a ton of ideas. A day to recharge, then straight into a big event running business strategy sessions, very different energies. And the first lot are entrepreneurs who are in business acceleration mindset. They've invested in themselves and are seeing results. And in the second event, we had people at the ideation stage who want validation and momentum, or they've been in business a while and are looking for ways to break through bottlenecks and move into higher growth mode. And I just love the whole representation this gives me time and again of the amazing journey we're all on and the excitement and freedom that comes from having your own business, being the captain of your own ship and getting the support you need to succeed. It certainly fuels what my work is all about business strategy, leverage, all the things we touched on over the last few episodes. Well, today I am changing tack. I want to give you a very practical approach to creating leverage that starts with the core of your business, your client acquisition process. Because when you lay out your entire end-to-end -end customer journey from first encounter to final onboarding, amazing things become possible. So let's start with how process mapping helps you get organized. Mapping out your client acquisition process as a workflow really helps you see where you can tighten things up. It makes everything super clear and helps you focus on improving performance at key steps. Let me illustrate what I mean by taking you back for a moment to the interview I did with Selena Johnson a few weeks ago. It's episode 24. We focused on outsourcing and using virtual assistants to gain back time to do the high-level work what Selena calls working in your genius zone by delegating some of the admin, operational work and marketing tasks that take you out of your genius zone. It stops you getting bogged down in the details. It takes you closer to being the CEO in your business rather than the COO. And right now you're probably being both. 
As we talked about in my interview with Selena, when you set out all the tasks in your business and look at your end-to-end customer journey, you can group things into functions, general admin, marketing, sales, onboarding, client delivery. And then if you have a VA support, virtual assistance, it's more straightforward to assign tasks to people. From that vantage point of having your client acquisition process mapped out, and especially if you're doing everything yourself right now, you can identify where the biggest bottleneck is and what you might want to focus on getting help with first. Well, in that conversation, the thing that came up several times and in many of my follow-ups with clients and listeners is that in order to get started, you need to get organized. And that's all about creating workflows. You can't start to build capacity and create leverage until you're clear on your key business processes. Getting organized, streamlined and efficient is something you should do as preparation for hiring a VA, or you can use an agency or operations management person to help you line everything up. So let's look at mapping out your client acquisition process as a workflow. And what better workflow to start with, really, because this is your core business. This is the bit where, you know, the magic really happens. We can sometimes get lost in all the other bits and pieces that we do around the edges. um, But this is pretty cool. So today we're going to start with organizing the step by step process for how you get customers or acquire clients. Mapping out this process as a workflow is an important one because it a makes you more efficient and B, allows you to set out the brief for a virtual assistant, as well as to aid the onboarding and training of the person you hire so they can more easily take over all or parts of the process. When you have everything mapped out, you can see exactly where to delegate tasks and what skills or training are needed, as well as which bits of the process should be your main priority, because it's not always as obvious as we think. And it's hard to give some things up, right? While I'm an absolute fan of workflows, I love creating workflows. I do it for my own business and I love helping my clients with it and seeing their eyes light up when they have it all mapped out. And what I really love most is that it's incredibly liberating because when you set everything down that you do in your business, you can see a bit more clearly where your blind spots have been. So let's first look at the client acquisition process and go through some examples, both B2B and B2C. And then I'm going to go through what a workflow looks like and the kind of tools you can use to create a simple process map. In process management, in more complex business operations, sometimes there's not just one lane or layer. There are multiple players doing different things. Some run in sequence, some run in parallel, and some are codependent. Imagine a swimming pool where you have swim lanes for each function. As you map the process out, you build up a useful picture of what, who, how, and when each task comes to play. And you can also more easily see where the communication or exchange of information needs to happen between each lane. When you see this in action, hopefully a few light bulbs will go off for you. Hop on over to my blog to read the article on this or go to the show notes page for the link over at jallison.com forward slash podcast. Right, so the first point is the client acquisition process. The workflow is going to be a bit different depending on your business, but generally I stick to a three-stage journey for attracting, nurturing and making the offer. I've mentioned it before, it's what I call my client dating model. Engage, educate, enroll. And again in the show notes there's some diagrams, some visuals from my book that I've put in there to illustrate the process for you. So let's look at the engage, educate, enroll pathway or funnel. 
So the first part of the process is engage. Set out all the things you do to engage your audience, to drive traffic to your web pages, etc., to bring perspective ideal clients into your world to build a list of contacts. Think of all the things that you currently do to generate that interest. Content marketing, speaking, networking, direct outreach, lead magnets for organic um, traffic or paid advertising. What and who is driving all of that? At the helm is your marketing strategy, your content strategy and your advertising plan. What's involved in each thing you do exactly? What skills are needed? Are you the best person to do those things or would it be quicker and more effective to get someone in to help? When someone becomes a contact or opts in as a subscriber on your email list or becomes a follower or connection on social media, what's your follow-up process? What's the narrative? How are you nurturing these new contacts and building the relationship? Do you have a series of messages? What do you say? How often do you contact them? And could you get that set up by someone or put it into an automation from your contact management or email marketing system? If that's something you struggle with, writing effective email series, coming up with the great subject lines and tracking engagement and conversions, perhaps it's time to get some help on that. Think about the purpose of those follow-ups. The intention is to build a relationship so your contacts can get to know you, hopefully like you and eventually trust you. I'm sure you know that this is really important in terms of people being ready to make the decision to hire you or work with you or buy your product. I'm sure you know the whole you don't ask someone to marry you on the first date thing too. And it's the same here. Don't go making an offer to promoting your thing right away. Court them a little bit. Nurture the connection first. So that next step is educate. And this is where you're going to be giving before asking them for anything. Make sure people on your list are the first to hear about new things you're publishing and sharing. Offer them a free access to a valuable thing you have for them. That might be a white paper, a webinar, a video series, or just your next article or podcast episode. Keep them in the loop without being tiresome. At some point, maybe you phone or even mail them a card, perhaps, if you have their address. Perhaps you're going to invite them to get on a call with you. Now, if this is all something that you struggle with, reaching out to people and knowing what to write to them, what to, what to, what to say in what order and you know, when to make your offer, when is it appropriate? I can certainly share some ideas around, around that and what to say in each of your posts or emails as you build the relationship. So let me know if that's something that you'd find useful. Now, this is exactly the same principle, whether you're working B2B or B2C, in that your content and thought leadership builds your profile and positioning. However, the client acquisition process for business to business is quite different to when you're direct marketing to individuals, business to customer, so to speak. The main distinction with B2B, where you're selling into organisations, is that we don't generally need leak magnets or fancy funnels. They just don't work. For B2B, the engage part of the client acquisition process is more about connecting with your ideal people. The educate part may well be something that happens more as a consultative process when you're on the phone with them. So to start with, really, it's important to understand who your potential client is. And for that, you need to begin researching the organisation so you know who you need to get in front of in terms of the decision makers. Knowing a little bit about the organisation as well is really important for context and so that you can think about specific examples of, 
of similar organisations that you've worked with as part of the conversation. And this way too, when you make direct connections and reach out to individuals, you can do so with the right intention as a personal connection or look who else is connected to that person and suggest an introduction. Having templates for those outreach messages is pretty handy as a starting point, even if you're not sending them via automations or creating mass email campaigns and adding in some personalization, templates for message one, two, three, and so on, and reminders for when those are sent out, that can save you a lot of time. At some point when the connection's warm, you can invite those people to a one-to-one call where you can find out more whether what you do is a good fit for what they need. As we covered in consultative sales conversations in episode 23, this is where you can ease into the enrol part of the process, where you make your offer and sign them up to one of your programs or services. There's a simple diagram for this, which as I say, I've included in the show notes, and it shows the kind of content you can use to drive the engage, educate, enrol stages in the client acquisition process. Sometimes we overcomplicate things, right? So I'm a big fan of simplifying your marketing and sales process. When you observe the marketing around us in today's digital age, it looks incredibly time intensive and difficult. Snazzy websites, social media, sponsored ads, lead magnets, landing pages, sales pages, funnels, email marketing, messenger bots, the list is growing. And it can make you feel that marketing is complex, daunting and expensive. Even to those like me with digital capability, marketing prowess and years working in the digital arena, there's now just this massive maze of confusing options and people are flitting about from one shiny thing to the next, hoping for a quick result. The solution for me is simplification. I think we all crave that sort of simple direction of travel and we don't want to be overcome by paralysis by analysis or fear of failure procrastination and other mindset barriers that keep us from taking action and moving our business success forward. And there's a myth here that some silver bullet is going to come along that's going to have clients flooding into your business. And it's perpetuated by some very prolific marketers and social influencers who have moved into the consulting and coaching spheres. And they're promoting how to get clients via LinkedIn, Facebook groups, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, and now Clubhouse, right? That's the latest trend. And yes, those things all work and they work for some people. You really have to pick carefully. You can easily get brainwashed into thinking that digital marketing is complicated or that you need some special formula, that you have to be relentlessly singing and dancing on every digital platform the planet has to offer, or that you could never be as good as those other famous leaders. Let me kick this fallacy to the curb here right away by saying this is not the case. Leverage is all about being laser focused, selective and systematic about what, to whom, when and how you engage and promote things to an audience. This is so important. I'm actually going to say it again. Here you go. Leverage is all about being laser focused, selective and systematic about what, to whom, when and how you engage and promote things to an audience. A simple three-stage process is all that's needed to take people on the journey from problem to solution. That should be your client acquisition process. So it's easy to map it out by keeping it simple, just keeping it to three steps. 
it goes a long way to making your efforts both manageable and successful, particularly for consulting or coaching type businesses. So a quick recap on the three steps. Step one, capture interest to engage and build your audience. That means sharing great content via articles, podcasts, videos, social media posts or attracting followers. But pick one that suits you best, right? Don't try and do all of them. You might publish an ebook as a way of putting a wrapper around a set of content that you want to share or producing a webinar that explains things in a very structured way where you can make your offer at the end. Perhaps you want to use a free online course as a way to get people to opt in. And people can then, not only do you have their name and email, but people can then get to know you as well as understand that you have something that's a fit for them. Step two, give value to nurture and educate your prospects. So this links very much to step one. It's demonstrating your leadership and building the relationship via your chosen digital platform by helping and interacting with your community. If you spread yourself across multiple platforms, multiple channels, it's really hard for people to follow you. Step three, have a premium offer to invite and enroll your perfect people. Invite your subscribers and followers to a free consult or exploratory call. The perfect people will take that next natural step with you. That's all I do. Those three steps. All my content feeds into that process. In fact, skipping step two, I've attracted clients to my consulting business, mostly through LinkedIn, bit of Facebook and word of mouth referrals without even having an email list at all. Go figure. Just make sure your choice of content and your preferred platform is playing to your strengths as well as matching to your target market's preferences and where they hang out. This is why I urge you to start with the bare basics and build it out from there. Make sure your messaging is working and that you're getting a good conversion of the right kind of prospects to those free opportunities. After that, you can turn up the dial and build something more multifaceted once you see results coming in. You certainly don't need to be worrying at this stage about tripwires and lead magnets and split testing and all those other kind of things that we can build in to get a improvement on performance. You just need to get something working to start with and then improve from there. So next, I want to go through creating a structured sales process. As part of your marketing plan, you may have created a specific piece of content to give away, which you can use as a lead magnet or free resource to build your list or catch the attention of your prospects. You can offer different things to different audiences, which helps to target and segment your contacts a bit more. The biggest test is how they engage with your content and how well those paths convert into sales. Since your content and subsequent follow-up should lead seamlessly into your sales process, segmenting your prospects will help to filter out those who are not a good fit for what you do. You can have the best service ever, but if you don't have a good sales process as part of your client acquisition workflow, the people you engage and educate will fall through the cracks before you can enroll them. Your sales process needs to structure and provide the narrative to help people in the buying decision. So your sales copy needs to speak to the conversation going on in your prospect's head, their wants, needs, hopes, fears, objections, and so on. Your sales page is a critical part of the end-to-end client acquisition process. And I did a whole episode on how to craft a high converting sales page back in episode 17. 
The call to action or CTA is a critical part of understanding your prospect's next best move towards becoming a client. So make sure it stands out throughout your sales page as an invitation to take the next step. For high-end programs and services, that's likely to be an application for a discovery or strategy session with you rather than a buy now button or an order form. Most clients won't sign up to anything over a few hundred dollars without having a conversation. Even if you're an agency offering a specific done-for-you package, I'd still advise you to pre-qualify your clients through a consultation session. The same goes for people selling courses. In this way, your call to action will be to apply for a free consult, which is your sign-up call. Now, when you're a really big business and you've got lots of these coming in, maybe you want it's something you want to train a sales team to do for you using your own authentic kind of approach and language. But while it's just you, at least have a process and have a structure to that conversation. Those calls are a key part of your client acquisition process. And in the spirit of consultative sales, your enrollment call is important for both you and your prospect to find out if what you offer is right for them. And it's really going to help them achieve the specific outcome they want. The final leg of the client acquisition process is obviously the sign-up, followed often by contract agreement, taking payment and onboarding. Because in many cases, the paperwork can sometimes take a few days of back and forth. Perhaps you invoice after each milestone of a project. I like to at least let my client know the first onboarding steps after the sign-up. So these are all parts of a process which you can actually um, separate out, um, either automate or have a VA do these for you. And it really helps your new client to get started with you. It adds confidence and trust to the transaction before they part with the actual money. And having a simple and effective closing process helps enroll clients quickly and gets them off your prospecting to-do list and onto your onboarding part of the workflow. Now let's move on to digital tools that you can use to help map out the whole client acquisition process so that it's easier to plan, organize, delegate and automate and track everything. The first tool I want to tell you about is called Toggle. It's a time tracking tool and it's been mentioned in a couple of other episodes. But if you haven't heard of it, go to toggle.com, that's T-O-G-G-L.com and take a look. You can download the free app and have a play. I think Toggle's a marvellous tool for helping you see where you're spending time on the different functions of your business. You can colour code and time block and see both the percentages and the spread in a visual way. Now, circling back to our client acquisition process, you'll remember it's made up of admin, marketing, sales and onboarding tasks, just to mention a few specific ones. So Toggle's a great way to see how long all of that takes you per client that you bring into your business. What I love about automation tools, though, is their ability to help you visualize client acquisition processes, the entire end to end customer journey, in fact. I'll mention the pros and cons of a few different tools I've actually used or looked at, but I'm not going to go into detail. There is a useful article by Technology Advice on comparing and choosing workflow automation software, and I've put the link to that in the show notes. If this is an area you want to explore, the best way is to watch the demos, go in and have a play, create a simple process map and build out any complexity from there. There are a few good tools that simply help you to map out your process as a workflow. 
I usually use Lucid Chart because it's what I'm used to, but I also really liked when I went exploring what Geru had to offer. That's G-E-R-U. It's very inexpensive. You can actually get a lifetime deal on it as well. Um, the other one is Funalytics, which is a little bit more sophisticated. But even on the free plan with Funalytics, you can do a lot with it in terms of mapping. The free plan doesn't do any forecasting, whereas Geru does. So it really depends on what it is you want out of a tool specifically. Geru doesn't handle the tracking and conversion analytics that Funalytics Pro, their paid plan, does um, and that might be something that you want to get into further down the line but both guru and funalytics are planners and forecasts and that can be incredibly useful you can't create lead generation or a sales page with any of these for that you'd need something like lead pages or click funnels which are both subscription tools my take is that guru does planning and forecasting very well and although it seems a little clunky maybe compared to funalytics the lifetime deal is so incredibly good value for money that if that's the main bit that you want, the planning and the forecasting, that's probably the one I would go for. Funalytics is great as a free tool just for mapping. It's easier than Geru and maybe well, definitely easier than Lucidchart. But I don't think that the free account does any forecasting. So that's just something to think about. So in summary, I'd say that Funalytics free plan is fine if all you want to do is planning and process mapping. Use Gero lifetime if you want to do forecasting and play around with numbers and targets. And if you want real-time tracking and conversion analytics capability, you'll need to pay to get Funalytics Pro. Right, so next let's look at workflow automation tools that make the actual process itself easier to manage. The right workflow automation software can help you and your team, if you have one, track progress across tasks and campaigns. Visualizers and planners are super helpful for complex processes with lots of moving parts because they help you to explain, say, to your VA or your whole team what they're doing, when they're doing it and how it relates to other people's tasks and timelines. Some workflow tools include built-in forecasters and analytics, as we've said which have the added bonus of helping you pinpoint inefficiencies and focus on key conversion points. Zapier is another great tool to link forms and data together, so that's worth exploring if automation and integration is where you're at. The magic of all these tools is that they allow you to build a visual map of your workflow without any need for technical knowledge or coding. You simply drag and drop each component to create flowchart setups. From a leverage point of view, you can gain immediate benefits just from seeing the process in visual form. It helps you stay organized and on track, and it's easier to delegate tasks if you want to train up a virtual assistant. If you want more leverage, you can use tools that allow you to forecast and track the numbers of people moving through your process or funnel, which means you can optimize where you spend your time refining and improving each component. At another level, some tools enable integration with forms, as I mentioned, that trigger actions, so you don't, don't want to remember to do every single step. For example, an email going out when someone opts in, or an invoice being generated when someone buys a product. The possibilities today are endless, and it all starts with mapping out your client acquisition process step by step by step. 
So I hope this was a good topic and it, maybe it's just a starting point and maybe there's some things there you want to dive into. Let me know what you're finding most useful and I'll see you next week when I have an amazing special guest, Laura McDowell, and we're talking about the power of leveraged content strategies and copywriting that connects deeply with your audience. Can't wait for you to hear that one. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.